Welcome everyone back to the sports podcast. I'm your host for today, Justin Roman. And guys, today, um, this is going to be my first time doing this, but I will be doing my first ever game preview. And the game today I will be previewing uh, will be the Houston Rockets when they are on the road playing the uh, OKC Thunder uh, later on tonight at 8 p.m. Um... So I'm just going to talk about the game. Uh, so the Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder uh, look a little different than they did in last season's first round playoff series. In fact, the Rockets look a lot different than they did on opening night. You remember that these teams were supposed to play each other uh, to tip off the season, but COVID protocols prevented Houston from being able to field enough players for the game. It was the first uh, postponement of the season, and it wasn't the last. Finally, these teams uh, get to meet tonight as the first game of a two-game series. That concludes Wednesday night in OKC. Um, Neither of these teams were expected to have a shot at the playoffs, especially after James Harden. especially after the James Harden trade in Houston's case. But if the season ended today, Houston would have the final play in spot. OKC is just a game behind the Rockets, with both teams featuring a group of young players getting some valuable playoff experience in addition to those t- uh, to those tasty playoff checks will probably be most welcome for both franchises. There's also the matter of draft picks when you talk about these teams. As a result of the Russell Westbrook trade, the Thunder get the two best picks among OKC, Miami, and Houston's first-round selections. Houston gets the worst of those picks. Um, the Miami Heat actually have the worst record of the three squads at 7-12 and 12, thanks to some injuries and COVID issues, but in a weak division, Miami is likely to turn things around and make the postseason. To reset, OKC now features Shy Alexander as the face of the franchise. Lou Jens Dort doesn't have doesn't have a Harden to stop tonight, but Rockets fans may be a wary of the Arizona State product after his heroics in last season's playoffs. Al Horford and Kenrich Williams are new faces in OKC, as is George Hill, who will miss tonight's game with a thumb injury. Theo uh, Maladin and Alex Gage Paskufski are rookies getting serious run, and Isaiah Roby is his second second year forward playing 20 minutes a night after playing a total of 11 for OKC last season. Hamadou, Hamadou Diallo, Mike Muscala, and Darius Baisley are still with the team and playing consistently. The Rockets will be without David Noaba, who is out with an ankle sprain. Steven Silas uh, announced it yesterday to the media, but since I uh, get to pick uh, which tweet to use as a source, I'm picking Kelly Ecos because A, Kelly is the right for the dream shake, and B, I've I've met Kelly and he's cool. So this is gonna be a really interesting game. Um I think the Rockets can win this game. You know, Houston, they look like I think this game is gonna be pretty close. I think I think the Rockets can win this game by let's say by six points. You know, this is gonna be a really interesting game to watch. You know, um, but 
Hey, both teams are, both these teams are, neither of these teams uh, have been good for the past a few uh, weeks. The Rockets are only 9-9, and and OKC, I think they're only 8-11. and 8-10, and actually. So, but, hey, I like, I like uh, Houston, I like, your, I like my Rockets in this one. You know, I think they're a good basketball team, you know, and give me the Rockets going 10 and 9. Okay, guys, um, let's talk about the Giants uh, really quick. Oh, guys, um, so guys, there's a report today, a report six hours ago. That um, linebacker Mika Parsons, um, some of some people have the Giants landing the Penn State product in a four-round post-senior bowl mock in the in a four-round post-senior bowl mock draft. You know, a linebacker in the first for the Giants. Look, look at um. Sitting here, um, Mika Parsons, um, in my opinion, is probably one of the three best players in this draft. And getting him at 11th overall is an absolute home run for uh, for me, in my opinion. You know, if the Giants do end up getting someone like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay, hey, it doesn't really matter because this draft, even the later on drafts, like usually the one, the last. The later drafts are horrible, but this draft is so talented, so it doesn't really matter, you know? I do believe that the overwhelming focus of the Giants draft should be to build an offense that can play consistently for years to come, and by extension, building building a team that can win consistently for years to come. But the way this draft shook out with Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle all going before my pick, that wasn't an option. So... I went with Parsons, counting on him to solve multiple problems on the Giants' defense as an off-ball linebacker. Parsons can line up inside and outside with the ability to come down and fill gaps in the run game, pursue in space, and cover pass catchers over the middle. As an added benefit, he might be the best edge in the in, he might be the best edge rusher in the draft class for the Giants' scheme. He was recruited as a defensive end and still has the ability to rush off the edge. He might not be an every down edge at the NFL level, but he has burst, he has bend, and he has the power to be a consistent pass rushing threat, particularly considering he can be lined up anywhere in the front seven to make the offense keep track of him. My only other real choice here was between uh, Mika Parsons and Kyle Pitts. I went with Parsons for a couple reasons. The first being to buck the trend of mock draft giving Jalen Waddle or Kyle Pitts the Giants might as well keep a bit interesting. My other reason is that if I'm putting myself in the Giants' shoes for this and not drafting as myself, I just don't trust the Giants to use Pitts correctly. I have been and remain adamant that Kyle Pitts should be drafted in and play that wide receiver, but I would just be afraid that if the Giants were to select Kyle Pitts, they couldn't help themselves but to line him up, line uh, line up, to line him up and 
in line and ask him to run block 25 times a game and pass protect another 10 to 15 times. If you're going to do that to Pitts, you may as well pick another player. <sighs> another, another, my, my, not my, and my other option, like I said, the draft is really talented. It doesn't matter. Like I said, usually the later on drafts, Usually the players that get picked uh, like in the fourth round, you know, or the fifth round, they're usually bad players. But this draft is really talented. This draft is really talented. I think, I say, going into the second round, I think the Giants go after a wide receiver, uh, Nico Collins from Michigan. And here's my uh, reason. The Giants finally get their big X receiver. I think, in my opinion, when I look at Nico Collins, Collins was impressive at the Senior Bowl, showing good, uh, showing good route running and ball skills and practices. He's a long strider with deceptive speed down the field, does a good job of tracking and adjusting to the ball and using that big frame in red zone. Collins was severely limited by poor quarterback play at Michigan and could blossom in the same way that Juju Smith-Schuster did at the NFL level. I was sorely tempted to go with Trey Smith, who was very impressive at both guard and tackle at the Senior Bowl, as well as Dwayne Eastridge, who was just plain fun to watch. However, concern, however, concerns over Smith's health. I have, I obviously don't have access to his medicals, but blood clots are just scary. Having my shying away. And since I'm putting myself in the giant shoes, my concerns over uh, Eastridge are the same as my concerns over Kyle Pitts. I'm just not sure that the habitually traditional giants would be able to make full of East Ridge's uh, varied and dangerous skill set. You know? For a third round, um, I say the Giants, we we could go for a, an offense. The Giants, I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants go after another off uh, offense lineman. I say the Giants go after Creed Humphrey, um, a center from Oklahoma. You know, look. Here's my reasoning. Um, it is almost physically painful to leave UCF uh, defensive back Richie Grant on the board, considering just how good he could be in Patrick Graham's defense. However, improving the Giants' offense must take a precedence. I opted to go with Humphrey for a couple reasons. The first is that he is simply an upgrade over Nick Gates, who had ne- who had Nick Gates had never played se- uh, the center uh, center position before. While Gates improved over 2020, Humphrey has started 36 straight games at center, anchoring a very good offensive line in the process. He is smart and experienced, which should help the Giants make protection calls as they get their third offensive line coach in two years. Getting a player like Creed Humphrey in the third round is a remarkable value. This also potentially frees Gates up to slide over to guard if the Giants are forced to make Kevin Zeitler a cap casualty and aren't satisfied with Will Hernandez or Shane Leo makes. For the fourth round, I think the Giants we need a we need uh we need a defender. You know, I say the Giants should go after inside defense alignment from UCLA, Osa Idigwa. Odigizwa, can't say his name. Long name. 
I'm just gonna call him Osa Odig. Um, look, this kid, um, I have three reasons for making this selection. And I'll start by being completely upfront. I went uh, to a lot of trouble learning how to spell Odigozua. I can't flu- fluent- fluently. This kid's last name is spelled like this. O-D-I-G-H-I-H-I-Z-U-W-A. Try to spell that. And let me know how tough that was. Because it was definitely tough for me to say. Fluently, fluent, um, sorry, can't speak today. Fluently enough that it didn't slow down my writing. I don't want that skill to go to waste. But more, uh, but more relevant to the Giants, Osa impressed the hell out of me throughout this year in bowl. You know, um, because I'm a big defender. I love defense. You know, he combines natural leverage and an understanding of how to use it with great length, great quickness. And great explosive power. And he was a problem for offensive linemen. Odig beat the best linemen on the property all week long with both speed and power. He should be able to line up as the five technique in three. Man. Three man fronts. In three man fronts. As well as a three or four technique on nickel downs. If the Giants are forced to let both Dalvin Tomlinson and Leonard Williams walk in free agency, the strength of their defense, which is the interior defensive line, the Giants interior the, the Giants interior defensive line was pretty great. Our defense line was ranked tenth uh, best in running. You know, so the interior defense line will be severely diminished. Adding Osa would give them the would give them the other rock in the middle as well as a disruptive presence to pair with Mika Parsons. So, uh, guys, um, now, guys, uh, before I shut everything down, guys, I want, I want you guys to, I want, I'm gonna ask you guys this question. You know, and don't tell me before. Don't tell me after when the whole draft is over. I want you. I'm going to ask you guys this, a simple question. Which NFC East team is going to have the best draft? Call me crazy. But I think it's going to be the New York Giants or Wash. I think it's going to come out, come down to Washington and New York. You know, uh, I'm hoping. Well, I, well, every team in this crappy division, they're gonna need all all every team in the NFC least. They're gonna need some playmakers, you know. The Eagles, they need um the Eagles. Obviously, they need. I think Philly, they're gonna go hog Molly all all day in the draft. I think the Eagles are gonna end up rebuilding that offense line. I don't know what they're gonna do with Jason Kelsey. Are they gonna keep him? Are you going to extend them? I don't know. Everyone has the Eagles going after Jamar Chase, which I don't really think uh, should happen because you, you still have some you still have some good receivers. You have uh, Travis Fulgham. Even though that he's from the practice, practice squad, he started a couple games pretty good. You know, I think uh, Eagle, I think Philly, they're going to go, they're going to go hog Molly all the way. I think they're going to go after offensive linemen. Their defense is not that bad. I like their defensive line. Think they have a solid defense for Dallas. 
Are you going to keep Dak? Are you not? I don't know. But I think the Cowboys might end up going after a quarterback. You know, because all this talk about, are you going to keep Dak? Are you not? I don't. We don't know. You know, everyone's projecting Dak to sign a four-year uh, four year extension with the Cowboys uh, worth uh, somewhere to um, something. I forgot. But everyone's projecting Dak to stay for four more years with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't expect that to happen. I think the Cowboys might go after Dak, you know, because Dak is uh, Dak. He played on a franchise tag, so I don't know what's gonna happen. I think, in my opinion, I think the Cowboys they might go after. I think the Cowboys they're gonna end up going after a cornerback, you know, probably go after someone like Patrick Certain, you know, or someone like um, you know. I think they're going to end up going for a cornerback. Everyone, mostly everyone has the Cowboys going after Patrick Cern, which doesn't uh, shock me because the Cowboys need a, they need some, they need playmakers. Their defense was crap this season. Their defense was, their defense overall was horrible. Their defense was dead last in rushing and passing. So that explains why they need defense, the cornerbacks and defensive linebackers and linemen. They don't have no one. Are you going to keep Alden Smith? I don't know. You know, what are you going to do? You you don't, you, like, you're not going to have Sean Lee. Sean Lee's old. He's going to retire some someday, some point, sometime. I don't know, but he will retire. That man's old. Yes, you got Jalen Smith. Yes, you got Leighton Vanderesh. But that's probably the only two best defenders you have. Yes, Trevon Diggs, he, he impressed me. Go, uh, ending the season, he impressed me. Even though that he was hurt. But he impressed me. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think I think both of these teams are gonna tank. Neither of these teams are gonna be good. You know, I'm not I'm not expect the Eagles, they've done nothing but stupidity. Like I said, I wish not I wish um Nick Serrani nothing but the best in Philly. You know, every everyone keeps everyone keeps saying, Oh, this is the same staff the Eagles have always had. Which I'm I'm not trying to believe it, but it it, it sounds true, you know. Um, I in Dallas, like, pff, what's Dallas gonna do? Zeke has improved. Zeke has improved to be a ninety million dollar running back. Amari Cooper sure as hell hasn't proved anything to be a uh to be one of the richest receivers in the league. Oh yes, I like yes you got CD Lamb. Okay, that's good. Yes, you got uh Michael Gallup. Okay, but. At the in the the last season, the game that should have been the biggest game of the Cowboys season, and you lost, and that was to the Giants. So I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to be pretty good. I'm not even if they even if they do tank, they're still going to struggle, you know. And for the Giants, hey, like I said, the Giants need a receiver. I won't. I hey. I won't be shocked if the Giants. I won't be shocked if the Giants go after a receiver in free agency and a receiver in the draft. You know, obviously the Giants are are that's that's the one main priority for Giants fans is uh, is to find our 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 number one deep threat receiver. Is it gonna be Allen Robinson? Is it gonna be Kenny Galladay? Is it gonna be Juju Smith? Or is it going to be a rookie receiver? And I, yes, obviously we need uh, we need a rebuild. We need to get some uh, defense in. 
We need to draft some defend, uh, defenders, you know, because Kyle Fackrell, he's going to be gone. We only signed him to a, a one-year deal, you know. <sighs> Dallin Thomason and Leonard Williams, one of them, they're going to leave, you know. But the Giants, I think we have an opportunity to, to succeed. I think this can be our division. You know, what Washington, what they really need is a quarterback. I think Washington goes after Mac Jones from Alabama, you know. Um, or don't be shocked if Washington goes after a quarterback in free agency. You know, but I think the I think this division is gonna come down to the Giants and Washington. I, hey, I think that with all I think if I think from what, everything I'm hearing about Dave Gettleman, Dave Gettleman, he's gonna end up he's gonna end up making some good moves because this is his last shot. If he doesn't make any good moves, he's gonna get fired. So I think, but those are that's just the media. You can't believe everything the news is telling you. You know, Dave Gettleman's gonna have to dig down deep and he's gonna have to be really creative with his offseason priorities. Cause this is his last this is the last straw for him. And obviously a lot of Giants fans want wanted him fired long ago, but it never happened because John Mara, he's a believer, you know, and he like and he believes in second chances. I think I think it's going to come down to either it's going to come down to either the Giants or Washington. It's going to come down to one of those two. So, I don't know, guys, just let me know. Um that's all I have for today, you guys. Um hope you guys like the podcast. Um And yeah, um I think the draft is going to be really interesting. So, um, yeah, you guys have a good day.